Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three, two, one. right ladies and gentlemen it is commissioner cooper and it's time for tss fantasy yeah all right everyone pumped up excited tonight you'll excuse the sun tan booth light that's going on with me i don't know what's going on my lighting tonight but either way we are in baltimore on our summer vacation another great stop for us great team to talk about with big expectations Let's start with the introductions. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you for uh, having me in. We are in Charm City, a uh, town that or a city that is very close to me, and I enjoy some Raven fans, and I enjoy some Raven banners, so hopefully this is a great show. Indeed. I even got the purple work shirt on tonight, repping the Ravens. Let's get it started. Welcome in, Nick. You got Flandered Macaronis. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, yes, we are in Charm City, home of Duff Goldman's Cakes. I know that much. And and Crab Cakes. Um, you know, uh, not so much of a good football team, but hey, you know what? We'll just, we'll just make it work. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, we're in. Everybody, please, 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 please go to tssfantasy.com where you can check out our merchandise. You can check out our most excellent writer, Greg O.J. Mayer, and you can read all of his articles. Nick, I don't know how many times I got to tell you, when we go to these shows and these teams, we are celebrating them. We don't want to start out the show talking trash on the team like we are on, losing that. followers because you just that shit on them right away. <laughs> like, well, that might not that might not be the only reason justin but anyway <laughs> if you're watching on, if you're watching on youtube hit the subscribe button why is that well we have a contest right now everyone that every new subscriber everyone that 
hits that subscribe button really simple. You are entered to win Hall of Fame jersey from Leroy Butler himself, friend of the show. We can say, came on, blessed us with a Hall of Fame jersey. We're giving away Hall of Fame weekend. So just hit the subscribe button. It's all you got to do. Very easy to get entered to win. Also visit TSSFantasy.com. Nick alluded to all the great stuff we have with OJ, the Juices Loose Mayor, on the roundtable, so you'll want to check that out. Also, we have the show on your fantasy league, so if you want to take your fantasy league to the next level, check that out as well. Very cool stuff, very low price, and it's very fun. It definitely causes a lot of more interaction with your league. You'll love it. Also, since fantasy season is coming, get on Underdog Fantasy. Why? Well, you'll hit the promo code TSS. We're going to double your deposit up to $100, so that's already cool. And we're going to have lots of fun contests on there. Pick them contests from fantasy leagues, everything. We're going to include Gatorland tickets. We got Miami Dolphin tickets included. Some game day experiences with the TSS crew. Lots of fun stuff. Get started today. Gentlemen, why do we do it? Well... I know why we do it is because I'll tell you one reason is because we can. And then Justin will tell you the other reason why. (laughs) He sticks to the script so well. (laughs) (laughs) It's because we are the fantasy show of the people. The people. The people indeed. Let's get it started. We are in Baltimore. Dr. Miller's with us tonight. It's time for a house call. Let's go. I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. We are in Baltimore, Maryland. Welcome into the studio, Dr. Jeffrey Miller. It's great to be here with you. And coming up tonight on the house call, I'm going to share some new research that should change your draft night strategy. Ooh, mark it down. You heard it here first. Let's start with the QB situation. Obviously, the big play J guy in the in the quarterback position. Ru- uh, excuse me, I can't about to say Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, hampered a little bit with injuries, but just a little bit last year. Let's get his percent to the bench for this upcoming season. And nothing from last year worries me moving into this year. And I think you guys will discuss later on the show. The bigger story with him is his contract coming up, not really his health. Uh, last year, played only 12 games, and that was after three seasons of 15 or 16 games each. So I'm going to consider last year a little bit anomalous and not going to affect him moving rumor is he's up 15 pounds from last season. He's up to 220. So it's going to ease some of the concerns about his slightly smaller frame. But ultimately, he's a run threat. And whether he's a little heavier or not, that makes him a target. And we've seen in the past how NFL officials definitely treat running quarterbacks, think Cam Newton, very differently than your drop back Tom Brady's. So, you know, there's definite disparity in that, which is a frustration point of mine. Um, and because of that, we're going to go 75% of the bench. He misses at least one game. All right. 75% for Miss Lamar. Talking about what happened last year to the Ravens. They basically had a massacre go on in their backfield. Um, one name that, again, gets popped around that, you know, I talked about it last show that annoys me, 
J.K. Dobbins. We're constantly hearing about the potential, potential, potential of J.K. Dobbins and haven't seen nothing. So give me his percent to the bench for this upcoming season. Yeah, what I want to do is lump in J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards together. Sounds so good. both of them, to your point, sustained preseason HCL tears. I mean, a, a massacre is, is the best word for it, right? <laughs> they just got demolished before the first game of the season. Dobbins hasn't played since 2020, his rookie season, right? Neither one of these guys participated in OTAs. And while Gus Edwards is targeting a week one return, there's no guarantee of that. So here comes the research that might change your draft night strategy or might change your life. I'm not sure. So previously cited on this show, we said only two thirds of NFL players who sustain an ACL tear successfully return to play. So already we're looking at this being a potentially career ending injury. But an article just from December of 2021 published in the Journal of Arthroscopy sports medicine, and rehabilitation looks at fantasy statistics following ACL injury. Here's what we see. In running backs specifically, they have a decrease following ACL tear of about four points in fantasy production per game as compared to controls. So Dobbins and Edwards expect them, based on the data, to have a four-point reduction in where their controlled backs would be. That makes me say, draft with caution, and it certainly makes me re-examine my comments about Saquon Barkley, for example, a year ago. This injury seems to have not just performance implications, but evidence-based fantasy implications. Draft with extreme caution. Wow. All right. Yeah, that's big news there. You know, um, I know we got to get out, but I will just say not just with the injury, but you could see when those players come back, they are a little timid. And why not? You just had that surgery, all that rehab. Man, I don't want to go through that again. Oh, no, here comes some guy. I totally get it. All right, Doc. Big news there. We appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow in Cleveland. Yeah, then. So from a guy who is ACL, MCL, PCL, and one knee, and then in the other knee did the AC. I totally understand what that timidness of these players come back from when they get on this field. You don't want to go through that rehab, bottom line. It is a pain, and as a therapist myself, trust me, those people hate that pain that when I push on that knee, even though I kind of find it kind of fun myself. All right, let's get our Baltimore guest in. They are waiting we got a nice little promo to bring them in. I didn't even know Baltimore Ravens had a fight song. Check this out. Here we go. Welcome into the studio. First, we'll welcome in first Lady G, Miss Gina from She Talks Football. Welcome into the studio. You're on mute. Am I? Not now. Okay. 
Welcome into the studio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you gentlemen tonight? We are doing well. We're ready for some crab cakes and Baltimore Ravens football. That is for sure. Let's also let's also welcome in. We got Jacob Vogel and um, first first in goal podcast. Is that correct, sir? Yes, yes, sir. Uh, so good to see you guys. I have a friendly face here with uh, absolutely with Jacob. We, we know each we other. In, yes, we're in Twitter spaces all the time. Absolutely, as as fellow Ravens fans. What That's a coincidence! Good seeing you, Jacob. Yeah, good seeing you. All right, so we got good camaraderie tonight. That's great. Well, we'll see the camaraderie how long it lasts when we get trivia going. We're going to see about that in a second. All right, let's get things started, though. We're going to talk about, first we'll go with the Ravens 2022 outlook. As we know, last year, 8-9, and nine, so it fell a little bit short of expectations, obviously. No playoffs. Um Offensively, sixth overall, actually, which I thought I thought kind of surprising. Thirteen in pass yards, number three actually in rush yard, seventeenth in points scored though. That so that's where we're hurting you, moving the ball um, all around the field. It looks like, but just not putting the points up is just basically what the statistics say. Defensively, twenty fifth overall, which that hurts you as well. Dead last against the pass is what we have, you guys, the passing yards. But number one versus the rush, so there's that anomaly. 19 um, and 19th in points against. Um, you lost Marquise Brown, which is, you know, big, big loss for you guys. Sammy Watkins is now gone. Uh, center Bradley Bozeman um, is gone. And uh, safety Deshaun Elliott also gone. You did add safety Marcus Williams. Defensive tackle Marcus Pierce. And tackle Morgan, I, my writing's horrible. Looks like Moses, but who knows? Morgan Moses. Mm-hmm. Okay, hallelujah. <laughs> um, drafted, looks like you guys went defensively. And, and why not with the de- defense, basically, your you know your downfall last year. Drafted Kyle Hamilton, safety. First, you went um, after you were losing the center, so you drafted a center, Tyler Linder- Linderbaum. Um, defensive end, David Ojabo. Um, Ojabo, mm-hmm. thank you. Appreciate that. Defensive tackle, Travis Jones, um, and and basically just some other key guys as well to uh, firm up the offense and uh, offensive line and defense. My prediction for you guys, I mean, I, I looked at this, you know, I started looking at some of the statistics, obviously, um, doing the, the trivia stuff. And, you know, I feel like Marquise Brown is a bigger loss than I think people might take away from take away from it um so i might i think that hurts you guys but you can't do as bad as you did last year because we can't go on predict on injury so let's say a healthy lamar obviously puts you two or three games above where you were last year but marquise brown loss kind of takes you down as well so i got you around 10 11 wins fighting for the wild card in the afc that's kind of what my prediction is for you guys but as i always say who cares what i say that's why we brought our experts in lady g will go to you first ladies first give us your 2022 outlook for the ravens okay great so first of all let me explain something a little bit quickly uh you see on my name it says lady g but then it also has miss gina So Lady G is who you have right now, but I'll let you know if I get too much slander on my team, Ms. Gina will come out a little bit different. And I I heard some slander in that previous previous, um, piece that you did with the doctor. 
So you got, you know, she's warming up. I just want to let you know she's warming up. But let's get to the predictions. So what you quoted as our record, I actually see as our floor. I think 11-6 is actually our floor. I see our ceiling as 12-5, um, think that's very reasonable. Uh, in terms of this, uh, and I'm going to save some for you, Jacob, but in terms of, again, as we all know, we were severely um, hampered by injuries last year. And in fact, it was put out that the impact of the in injury, uh, injured players that we had last season was the worst for the last 20 years in the NFL. That was the impact of the loss of the players that we had, was the worst any team had seen for a single season in the last 20 years. So it was severe. But even with that, Lamar Action Jackson still had our team injured and all, leading the AFC for several weeks and the AFC North. And we had half the team on the field. So come on, we're coming back this season with a better team than what we even had last season that we had a squad minus the injuries. So coming back into this season, with Lamar back and healthy. And please note, he got injured both times that he's been injured since he's been our team, been on our team, because I heard y'all say this earlier, not because he's a dual threat quarterback. It was behind our O-line. Because our O-line had not been performing up to par, that is actually how he got hurt both times. Once in the playoff game, he literally got concussed, knocked out um, uh, behind the old line. And then last year, again, he was just outside the pocket behind the line of scrimmage trying to escape because as soon as the ball was hiked, the defenders were in the backfield. So he, he didn't get injured because he's a dual threat. He got injured because our old line wasn't performing correctly, but thank God that was addressed by our GM. So given the, and I'm going to pass it to Jacob, given the increase on our defense, I expect us to have a top three defense. Um, particularly with our DBs. Um, I still think our front line will, uh, will still be very strong and some pass rush for sure. Um, and given the wide receivers, and we'll probably get into this a little bit, the weapons, not just wide receivers, but the weapons that we have on our team, which are not just wide receivers. You, you guys all know that is our offense is a tight end centric offense. We have one of, we have actually the current number one tight end in the league. He was number one last year, Mark Andrews plus two others that we drafted in Kohler and likely, um, and also our running backs room. So I'll just stop here so Jacob can jump in. No, you're hold on. Good. Hold, yeah, on. You're hold, good. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is this from Flander? Hold on. No, no, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's only, it's not even 20 minutes in, Nick. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid because if this is Miss G, I don't want to see Miss Gina. Right. So, Everybody play nice, and she can come, right, come on whenever she wants because she's awesome. <laughs> All right, yeah. Thank you, Lady G. Actually, I wanted to bring something up, uh, one of your points that you brought up. Actually, Dr. Miller has brought that point up on our show a few times, actually, that there's quite a few studies out. Um, you know, we've, we've had it on our website a few times um, that actually uh, dual running back or, excuse me, dual quarterbacks, the running quarterbacks are actually less likely to get injured than 100%. the 100%. So Say it. Wait a minute, bro. Stop, 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 stop. Stop the presses. Say it again, please, sir. Say yeah. it again. Yes. Let me try to get that out. But yeah, Dr. Miller, uh, we've posted on our website. He, um, There's lots of studies out there. If anyone really can just go look them up. 
um, where it's it, lots of studies indicate that the running quarterback actually has a or has less chance to get injured than the pocket uh, quarterback. So that's that's based on actual statistics. So that is actually factually correct. You hit that right on the head. Thank Jake, you so much. Jake, for welcome that. into the building, brother. Let's hear your 2022 outlook for the Ravens. Are you as, as excited as Lady G? Uh, I am. I mean, she brings the fire every time that she has a mic. So it, it is hard to compete with something after she, she rattles all that stuff off, which you know, we, we view the team very similarly. Um, I, I agree. 10 and 7 for me is the lowest of low floor for a moderately healthy Ravens squad. Last year, they were decimated, as Lady G said, she was not being Miss Gina. So watch out. Uh, I mean, the team was historically injured. Um, and in this season, I mean, just from a probability standpoint, should be much healthier. Um, so I really think it's going to be a good team. 11 wins is really closer to my floor, and I, I could see 12, 13. I mean, I know I know 14 sounds crazy, but the Ravens did go 14 and 2 in 2019. Absolutely. I think more more realistically, you're looking at a 12 win team for the Baltimore Ravens and a definite playoff berth. Um, I, you talk about the guys that they drafted, Kyle Hamilton, yes, a defensive player. He was also clearly the best player on the board, in my opinion, and the opinion of many people out there that are really into the draft. Uh, so he's going to help the defensive backs a ton, which was a group that severely lacked playmaking ability last year. Um, if, if you guys are into cornerbacks that can intercept the football, you know how badly the Ravens missed Marcus Peters last year with him going down in training camp as well. Um, so getting him, uh, Marcus Peters, getting Kyle Hamilton, bringing in Marcus Williams, it's going to infuse the defense with some playmaking ability that they sorely missed. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Um, and I think the defense improving, the offensive line, of course, improving is all going to make the floor and the ceiling of the Baltimore Ravens in 2022 so much higher than it was this past year. I've never been, and, and well, before I move on, but uh, to y'all's point, the Ravens definitely, you know, we'd be for to say so many injuries last year. 
I mean, especially when we're talking, we're a fantasy show. So, of course, you know, it's the running backs. And, oh, my God, now now Le'Veon Bell's coming out of retirement. Devonta Freeman led the team right. fantasy points. Like, I mean, you can't even all these guys coming out of retirement. It was just it was crazy. But you, like you mentioned, they still toughened up and played some good football through it. So uh, definitely hats off to them. I have never been more interested to hear Flanders take than tonight. Sir, <laughs> go right ahead. Let's hear your 2022 outlook for the Ravens. And the real one, don't try to make one up on the fly. We mean the real one. We mean don't make stuff up on the fly. Okay, so um, a couple of things before I give my uh, analysis of the Ravens' upcoming season. Uh, you did mention Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I found it hilarious yesterday that he tweeted that he's going to take a year off from football to focus on, on boxing. And I put out a tweet. I said, that's what you do whenever the phone stops ringing. He should have stayed in Pittsburgh, asshole. Okay. So that's, so that's number one. And, num- <laughs> and, and number two, number two, um, I think you guys did get a, uh, a bad break last season with, with the injury monster. Um, I think I think everything that could have happened last season bad to your team for injuries did. I don't think there was any other injury that could possibly happen to to your team. Uh with that be, being said, I'm going to say this season uh I f- see you guys going 10 and 7 this year. Now, uh you guys got a you, you guys got a pretty difficult schedule. Uh, you do have some, uh, cupcakes in there, especially week two. You've, you've, you've a big cupcake, uh, which, which we'll get into later. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. That's my spot. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you got the bills and then, and then you got your toughest competition this year in your, in your division with, with the Bengals. Uh, I foresee a split with them and I also foresee a split with, um, I think that you're going to split with your with your division. Uh, outside your division, I already mentioned it. Your two toughest teams are the Bills and the Bucks. So um, again, I don't think you fully addressed that that offensive line problem. I think what we said earlier today. Uh, I think that we, the the absence of Marquise Brown is going to be it's going to be glaring. Uh, you're going to see it more more than what you thought you were going to see. I don't think. Um, Bateman and Watson are going to be able to fill that void. And I think they should have brought back Freeman uh, because I don't trust Gus injuries, uh, injury status. So I think they should have shored that up. But all in all, I think you'll go 10 and 7. You will make the playoffs. I'm not going to say that you're going to run the North like, like you think, but you're going to go 10 and 7. Okay. Right, so, so can I comment to that? Yeah, oh, please. Miss Gina, go right ahead. <laughs> Okay. Oh, oh, he can't wait for this. Okay, so no, Lady G is still here right now. Lady G is still here right now, so let me just say this to you. Uh, again, on 10 and 7. Uh, in terms of our old line, it was addressed. We have death on our old line. We did not have that last year. So, yes, we still have a question about Stanley, right? Is he going to be there? We hope he is. We hope our all-pro left tackle will be ready to go. But if he's not, we do currently still have Jawan James now. Jawan James has not played a full season in several years, but we do have him. We also have Makari, 
who's basically our MacGyver for our O-line. He can play any place on that O-line, and he does it pretty effectively. I love having that dude as our depth because if he has to go in, I don't have to panic. So in our, specifically to our left guard, we have Tyree Phillips. We have Ben Cleveland. So we got a little competition going there. You already mentioned we we brought in Linda Baum. Again, um, Makari can fill in there if he needs to. But Linda Baum is projected to be him as far as centers are concerned going forward. But obviously, O-lines have to gel. On the right side, Zeitler has played very well for us last year. We are very satisfied with Zeitler. Um, but we did also, as you said, bring in Morgan Moses, and we drafted Falele. I don't expect Falele to see the field next season um, unless something, you know, goes down. But we actually have – we still have Trist, um, Tristan Castillo-Cologne um, and a couple other people I'm sure Jacob can fill in. We actually have some depth. So all, right now is about finding the right combination of players in the right position and them gelling to get going. I'm trying to tell you that as long as our old line is straight, Lamar will be straight. You give the man a clean pocket, he can throw the ball anywhere on the field to anybody. So Pay him. Pay him. And he, and he will get paid. He will get paid. He absolutely – they're not about to let this man, yeah. who is currently our offense, walk out of the door. <laughs> Yeah, Nick, listen, if she has to tell you again about the offensive line, Miss Gina is coming out. Justin, what say you on the Good. 2022 outlook for the Ravens? Yeah, I did like the Linderbaum um, pickup. They uh, they addressed a big need that they've had since they've lost Marshall Yonda. They needed like a real captain in the middle of that line, and they got it at their center and Linderbaum. Um, who is just a, a premium talent. And then you got Kyle Hamilton to be kind of like the back end general for the coming years. Um, as far as this team goes, you know, I'm sorry, Miss Gina, I'm going to be straight with you. I think it's nine and eight is your floor. And wow. I, think about 11, I think about 11 and six is your ceiling there. Go get him. Um, Go get him. Go get him. I, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't think nine and eight is, is even close to the, I mean, it's we close. Eight and nine last year. Eight and nine last year with a historically injured team. And this year, Fast. yes, the schedule doesn't really matter every year, but the Ravens are playing the worst schedule. I mean, the the easiest schedule in right. the division. Fourth place, right. Based, based on losing last year. Therefore, I mean, nine wins is a pretty pathetic estimate or, or guess on on what the the Ravens could possibly do this year. And I, know, I mean, that's still a winning record, right. and I mean, you yeah, still have a chance for a wild card. Right. So I mean, you're not getting double digits in Baltimore. I mean, it's, it's sad. Let me interject real quick before my my host gets called pathetic again. Um, moving on to the games of the year. Guys, give me – Jacob, we'll go to you first. Give me real quick the your favorite game on the Ravens' schedule. I mean, I I think just off the bat, the games against Cincinnati are going to be huge. Um, with them making it to the Super Bowl last year, and they they have a, an extremely cocky fan base right now after being 10-7 and seven and really having done nothing. You know, Kind of more annoying. Than, more than losing. Being the first loser is great, but – you don't have a Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, games against them, the AFC East will be fun. Miami 
got one on the Ravens last year. Really, really good. Um, but the Ravens historically play Miami pretty darn well. So I expect right. that to be a good game. Uh, also, the Buffalo Bills are just incredible competition. So I would mark all of those games on your calendar. And, you know, anytime the Ravens are playing, you know, a team they don't get to play very often, that's also really fun. So I, I would kind of point to those, you know, tougher matchups as being the ones to circle. You can tell Jacob's fired up when he asks her for one game. He gives you the whole schedule. Let's go. All right, Lady G, what say you? What's your favorite game on the schedule? Okay, so there are a few in addition. This is in addition to the ones that Jacob already mentioned. Everything I'm Jacob going, didn't say. <laughs> I'm going to say that Giants game. And you might say, the Giants? Why would you say that? Uh, Because our uh, previous defensive coordinator is now the defensive coordinator for the Giants. So we will be going against him. So that's going to be a fun game. You know, bragging rights and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we're going to win the game. But I'm saying it's, it's going to be a fun game because we're going against our, our prior defensive coordinator. I'm also going to say the Saints. I know this. Um, y'all mentioned the Buccaneers. Hot take. I got the Saints winning a division and not the Buccaneers. I got the Buccaneers on a wild card. Uh, I think the Saints are going to be a team and people are sleeping on the Saints this season if a few of those things fall into place. So I actually expect that Ravens-Saints game to be a very good game this season. I think our defenses, our defense, I would say is better, but I would say their defense is very, very good with what they did. They actually have some weapons this year. With Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry, you know, assuming Jameis comes back and he's healthy, uh, yeah, that should be a matchup. So I think that look out for that matchup. Don't sleep on that one. Um, all of our division games for sure. And then I would say the only other one, I'm curious about that um, Broncos game. Um, Russell coming over there. You know, that's a pretty good team, pretty decent defense, pretty decent weapons. You know, he's going to elevate that team. So uh, I think that might be a good matchup there. We took care of the Broncos last season. We should be able to do it again, but it might be a little tougher. All right, Nick, real quick, give me the fav- your favorite game on the schedule. Let's see. Okay. Oh, I mean, duh. he's a Steelers fan, you know. Da, da, da. Oh, no and- wonder. Wait, wait, oh, wait, no wonder. Can, oh, can I'm honest, but why did y'all say that in the first place? But, but no, I think I think the one game that y'all I didn't know uh, if Jake said it when I was when I was out. Um, <laughs> I didn't hear him. Uh, it was <laughs> it was it was the Kansas City game. Uh, that that should be a game to watch. Uh, but of course, yes, I am going. I we am don't going play Kansas City this season. Yes, you do. December fourth. No, we don't. My fault. I got, I'm sorry. I was looking at the bunghole schedule. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So, so the Steelers game. I that's a Steeler for you. <laughs> schedule. That was just fine. I just wanted to take you out. All right, we got it. The Steelers. All right, Justin. What say you, sir? What say you on the, uh, on the, uh, the game of schedule? Uh, well, I'm not trying to get called pathetic again. So um, I'm going to go with the, the Patriots. I think that's a big game for you guys in the sense of you're trying to figure out 
you know, the Patriots, going to the Patriots is one thing. I mean, you know, you play them, they're a tough team, but when you're in that environment with fans that are just as rowdy as Ravens fans, you're in a whole different world in Foxborough. So if you can get out of there with a W, you could probably get out of there thinking you can conquer the rest of the schedule pretty easily. Yeah, you hit that on the head. And listen, you know, Nick said it earlier. You guys know what I'm going to say. Week two, America's team, the Miami Dolphins, are coming into Baltimore, which is nice, actually, because, um, you know, every time you come down to Miami, like, it's the worst drive home for me, I swear. Like, I live in Orlando. I live in Orlando. It's three hours. So you can imagine. Where... So you lose the game and you got to drive three hours? Wow. Right. And, and, you, and you can imagine the curse words I've said to Lamar Jackson on the way back from Orlando. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. It's Fantasy Feud Ravens edition. I'm excited for this because we got some fired up Ravens fans tonight. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hayden, we love fantasy football we do it's a fantastic game yet still not perfect like i hate leaving high scoring players on my bench the worst man in fact hate it even more when i put injured players and they're in my starting lineup can't have that and i need a life the waivers the trades every single week it grinds on me so we at underdog fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there it's called best ball and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. See you put them up. Reach the skies and the stars up above because it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. All right, Lady G and Jake. Listen, tonight I don't have any fancy buzzers, so all I need you to do is is shout out the correct answer once you hear the question. Uh, what If you get it, you get control of the round. Just like Family Feud, there'll be five answers on each on each board, if you will. Um, you'll get control. You have three strikes to close it out. If you don't, the other guy gets other person, excuse me, gets a chance to close uh, to get the round. So does everyone somewhat understand the rules? One answer per guess. Right, so Nick likes to throw that in there because a lot of people like to just go off the list and want to tell us all the answers. Just one, and then we'll, we'll go from there. All right, well, with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play the feud. Brad? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> Won't be long tonight. We got Ravens fans in the building. This is Family Fantasy Feud Ravens Edition. Top five answers on the board. Here's your first question. Give me. In all time, I got the wrong sheet up, so let me change my uh, thing here. All time, 
passing yard TD leaders in Ravens history? Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. is numero uno on this list 212 jay you got control of this round what else you got oh same question yes yes yeah let's go lamar jackson lamar jackson he is number two on this list with 84 So you need you uh, got uh, all no strikes and you got three four and five left. Let's go, Vinny Testaverde. Vinny Testaverde. Wow! All about the U tonight. Fifty one. He's number three on the list. What else you got? Uh, Kyle Bowler. He is just all going down the line. Kyle Bowler. 45 for Kyla Bowler. He is number four on this list. Can you get number five? Uh, Elvis G. Elvis Gerbach. Oh, oh. Number seven. Number seven on the list. All right, two strikes remaining. Um, man, I'm trying to think. That buzzer's gonna go. I mean, I I can give some more answers that are gonna be wrong. Ryan Mallet for fun. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, he was one. We beat the Steelers with Ryan Mallet. We did. he he had. He he's ranked number fourteen, and he and he's got four all time touchdowns. All right, yeah. all right, you got one more strike remaining, and oh, one oh, more. Oh, oh, I got it, I got it. Steve McNair, Steve McNair. I have never heard someone say so many wrong things, one after the other, consecutively in a row. Number six. Number six. Very close on the list. Lady G, you have a chance to steal this first round. Do you know the answer to number five, top five passing leaders, all time, TD leaders of all time? Wow. He named all the people that I would have known. I have no idea. I'm going to say this answer. I hope I'm not embarrassing myself. Didn't we have Randall Cunningham? Randall Cunningham? No. <laughs> You did, but he was ranked number 17 with three passing touchdowns. Three passing touchdowns. Number five on this list, Tony Banks with 25. Oh, I forgot about Tony. If you don't know, now you know. Let's go on to question number two. Top five answers on the board. Here's your question. Give me all-time top rushing TD leaders of all time in Ravens history. Jamal, Jamal Lewis. Lewis. Jamal Lewis. Lady G. Lady, yeah, they, they were kind of yeah, started. Jake, right Jake, Jake, was, yeah. Jake was like, let me be quiet for Miss Gina comes in. All right, so mm-hmm. she takes this round to start it off. Jamal Lewis, number one on this list with 45. 
You got control. Okay. What else you got? Okay. So let's go Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Yeah. Ray Rice, number two on this list with 37. Um, I feel ashamed. Let's say, yo, those are two since I've been watching. That's the two I've been watching. Jamal, Ray. I know this is not right. I'm going to say Vontae Leach. He's a fullback, but you know. Running backs, running backs, more running backs. I can't even find Vontae Leach. Not on this. He's a fullback. Definitely not in the top five, unfortunately. All right, you, got two, you got two strikes left, and you got okay, okay, okay. three, four, and five on the list. He's number 45 with one. Names are coming to my brain, but I don't think they're running backs. Um, Just remember, it's rushing TDs, so it doesn't matter. Oh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I hate to give you a hit, but Lamar Jackson. <laughs> what, is two more? Lamar Jackson, number four in this list with 21. Yep, so you're missing number three and number five on this list. Okay. My dual threat QB. Um, I'm ashamed. I can't think of any more running backs. Now we're going for strike number two. Go ahead and give it to me. She's so nice. You don't even 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 want to give her a strike. I know, I know, I know. All right, what you got? One last gasp here. Anything you can think of before we hit, before we give Jake his opportunity. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Man, I'm not even going to be able to open up a Twitter space anymore. Um, <laughs> no, nah, go ahead and give me my second X. Oh, oh hell no. <laughs> that was oh. hilarious. All right, Jake, you got three and five. Can you, Nike? You probably might snag three. I swear, I was, I, could, I couldn't believe if somebody's going to snag five on this list. What, what do you got, sir? Uh, Willis McGahee. Willis, Willis McGahee. I try to tell you, it's all about the you tonight. Willis um, McGahee, number three on this list. Great job. Hold on. Can you? Yes. Can can he get five? Can yes. Can you guess number five? 
I'm think I think I know who it is, but the the name is is slipping me right the second I'm the, I'm then gonna try to it, I'm gonna try to figure it out here. Then it's not right because number yeah. five on this list is Joe Flacco. Can you really? If you don't know, now you know top rushing leaders, TD leaders all time. Joe Flacco, number five for the Ravens. All what? right, let's let's go to this next question. This really tests the fanhood in you, indeed. Top five answers on the board. Here's the question: Give me all time opponents that you have the best winning percentage against. Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Okay. I'm going to go Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals. By the way, Cleveland Browns, number five on this list. You guys are 34 and 12 against the Browns. The Cincinnati Bengals, though. So happy if they see that. All right. Um,. Let's go. We're pretty good against the. Oh, let's go, Dolphins. The (laughs) America's team. You said it correctly when you said, let's go, Dolphins. That was awesome. Not on this list. All righty. Let's go. Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. Thank you very much for that. Cowboys, you are number one all time. You're five and one against the Cowboys on this list. 833 winning percentage. Oh, how about the Cardinals? The Arizona Cardinals. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> All right. A lot of little bit of meat here left. You got the meat in the middle, two, three, and four on this list, Jay. Can you nail one? Uh I'm gonna go Jets. J-E-T-S. Oh, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets are on this on this list number four, nine and two against the Jets. Number two on this list, the Lions. Same record though as the Cowboys are tied for number one. You guys are five and one against the Lions. Three was Texans, nine and two against the Texans. If you don't know, now you know. Jake, you are tonight's winner, so congratulations. Good job, uh, Jacob. Awesome. I also put off the uh, your bottom, the teams that you have the worst winning percentage against, just so you're aware. Number one on the list, the Patriots. You guys are two and nine against the Patriots. The Packers are number two. You're two and five against the Packers. The third is Panthers, two and four against the Panthers. Chiefs are number four, four and seven versus the Chiefs. And the number five is six and eight Colts, you guys. Wow, how ironic is that? Six and eight against the Colts. All right. Well, Jake, congratulations. As I said, you are tonight's winner.
And now we have an award that goes on this show, and tonight I'm actually not going to do it because normally I do it to all of our guests. But last time when it was a female, there was a couple of females, so I didn't feel so bad. I can't do it to our our. I don't want to see Miss Gina come out tonight, so we're not going to play our loser award tonight. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, though, we're going to talk fantasy football on a fantasy football show. How crazy is that? We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. Want to give your own fantasy league that extra professional touch? (laughs) Say less. We got you. TSS was based off a show that we did on our own fantasy league. Night, night, night. Sorry. And now, possible You're on your way. <laughs> now we want to bring that professional, fun, and creative side to your fantasy league. And you can do it for as low as $5 extra per owner. Oh my. I will guarantee it will increase your interactions within the league, create more fun, friendly banter. And give your league that extra real-life feel that you didn't know it needed. forward to interacting with you and your league soon don't forget tssfantasy.com go visit it today get signed up we are the fantasy show the people just so everyone's clear i got a few messages after that and just so everyone's clear that award i also played for leroy butler too hall of famer so he even got it too so that's just showing Lady G mad respect tonight. All oh, right. I appreciate that. <laughs> we got rankings to talk about. Are you ready? I'm ready. 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 ready. So look, man, I'm star Miss Jackson, Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's he is the bee's knees of all QBs. Gotta love what Lamar brings to the fantasy elements of the table. Now, I did talk about earlier though, Marquise Brown, and we'll get to that in a minute. I think the law his loss is gonna hurt him a little. But again, we talked about last year we can't make these assessments on injury. Last year, 12 games he played and still was the number 15th QB overall. So project that into 17 games. I put him in at least the top 10. I got Lamar this year, the number 10 QB overall. Justin, what say you, sir? All right, I'm going to say this real quick. Before the fans hop on, (laughs) I'm just saying this because I'm being a fantasy analyst purely here. I understand being a fan in a fandom because I'm a 49ers fan. I'd ride or die with every one of those players, except for Jimmy Garoppolo. You can get off my team. Anyways, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, I have at number five right now. And where I have him at number five, why I have him there, he is an excellent dual threat quarterback. But like Coop said, he's lost a weapon. We only have James Prochet and Devin DuVernay, two kind of unknowns coming into that situation. We have Mark Andrews. That's amazing. You have 
Rashad Bateman, high hopes for this year. We're going to talk about that in a second. And then you have the running backs coming back that we're hoping are coming back by week one, but there's a lot of doubt still that they'll be healthy enough to go at week one. So that's the reason I got Lamar Jackson there. I think at the beginning, this offense might be a little bit predictable, not saying he won't be big, just saying he won't be QB one big. Nick, what say you, sir, on Lamar Jackson? Okay, so I have him at number 10, and it's just, and it's because of what everything that Justin had just said. I think he's going to get off to a slow start because they're going to have to figure out that offense with the, with the missing pieces. Uh, last year, his best game was week five, uh, against Indy. He had 44 points. Uh, he's going to have spikes. He's going to have big games, but I think early on in the beginning of the season, uh, I don't know. Number one is the contract going to, Gotta get settled. And like Ryan Clark said, he shouldn't have stepped foot in Baltimore until that contract is signed. Because if he gets hurt, that's it. Uh, he's, he's out all that money. And then number two, again, you gotta see what, how they're gonna gel without, uh, Marquise Brown. And are the running backs going to be healthy enough to, to carry the ball? So I think he's gonna start off slow and then, and then around week five, six, he's gonna start to generate steam. And then we're gonna see that old, old Lamar back. So I think by week, by the end of the season, we, we, he'll be at week 10. I mean, position number 10. Lady G, what say you? Do you like where we have Mr. Jackson? I do not, but that shouldn't <laughs> be shocking. Um, Lamar is coming for everything in 2022. That's what the man said. Contract aside, we know we have him this season. I don't have to worry about anything after next season. He wants to win a Super Bowl. When you look at weapons, and this is something that a lot of people do, they go straight to um, our wide receiver room. On our team, we are, we are a run-first team, a predominantly run. Our, and we have an offense that is what? G. Roman, which is predicated on what? The run game and the tight end. So just don't look at our wide receiver room to see where we're going to get our tutties. We're going to get our tutties, not just from our wide receiver room, but from our tight ends. You guys remember that year, 2019, those two tight end, three tight end sets? We've re-upped over this offseason. If you look at the draft, they gave G. Roman everything that he needs for his offense to run. With this, with the proper personnel in place, we will again be one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. We were, in 2019, Lamar had the highest QBR. That's when he was the MVP. And we were leading in offenses. He led, we led in touchdowns. He led the entire league in touchdowns. So the two key things are, here are they address the offensive line. We just need them to gel. And the fact that they, they re-up the, off, the personnel that is needed for G-Rose offense. So look for us to do better than what we did in even 2019 because the team around Lamar is actually better. Not, not the O-line now. I would take that 2019 O-line, but I think that our O-line is going to be decent. It's going to be enough. It's certainly going to be way better than last year. I believe our wide receiver core is actually going to be better, uh, but our weapons as a whole. Um, and then the defense that we're coming behind, even if we – and we'll be able to score 30 to 32 points a game, but more importantly, our offense will be – our defense will be able to stop you. So I drafted Lamar at the 103 in the Scott Fishbowl. Um, Scott Fishbowl 12, I had to pick three. I drafted him there without a question. Ooh-wee, loving that early pick for Lamar. 
All right, Jake, I know you you mirror what Lady G has to say. Do you are you in the same uh wheelhouse as far as Lamar's ranking though this year? Uh I think Justin was pretty close to it. Um saying QB five. I I really do think Lamar could be, you know, any anywhere between one and five this season. And a lot of that depends on players getting healthy like Ronnie Stanley and what the running backs can do. But even if the rest of the supporting cast is not at full strength to start the season. We see Lamar Jackson at a, at a consistent rate, put the team on his back place, you know, play like Superman. And when he does that in games example, Indianapolis last year, he's going to score a lot of points. I, I, however, do expect him to start running the ball a little bit less year by year. Um, So I do expect, you know, lower numbers in terms of rushing yards. And that, of course, matters for fantasy football. That's a lot of the intrigue of Lamar Jackson um, when you're talking about that. Because he's not going to, you know, throw for 5,000 yards, even though he was on pace for crazy passing yardage last year. Uh, I think, you know, close to 4,000 passing yards is very doable for him. And, you know, around 1,000 rushing yards. I think it's going to be a little bit under this year, but he – he continually, you know, blows people's minds with with how well he he runs the ball. Like he is probably, or maybe not even probably, he's the best player on the football field in the NFL with the ball in his hands because he's not a running back, he's not a wide receiver, he is a quarterback that can do things that skill position players do, but he can do it better than them, and he just has this freakish ability to understand leverage and what defense. I think we just lost him. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> He's going on a great point, though. Um, yeah, he know, did. But that's ex- yeah. you know that's exactly right. You can't expect, um, you know, you Lady G, you brought it up. You ex- can't expect this offense to run a lot more. And I, but I think that's why you know, as far as fantasy rankings, I got him downgraded just a little bit. Um, you know, in the top ten anyway, because of that, because of there's going to be a lot more running. Not not a lot of consistency in a passing game, at least to start off, to say the least. Let's I still on- remember. The, I still remember the first like game that I saw Lamar play in Baltimore um, against the 49ers, and he shook Quan Williams out of his boots. And I looked at that, and I was just like, "All right, this guy is just another level of freak." Just I, I mean, you know, as a as a America's team Dolphins fan, I mean, it's all I prayed that he would just come home to Miami and play with for us. But all right, let's Are go. Are you on. serious let's, now? Let's, Whoa. Let's, Whoa. Let's go, let's go <laughs> the running back. All right, I'm going to get Miss Jean out for this night's over. Let's go, let's go to those. Bro, you came very close right there. She's bubbling. She's bubbling. You're going to cut a promo on you in a second, man. <laughs> let's, go, let's go to the running backs. We're talking about this upgraded. Uh, running game last year number one back for for the for fantasy for the Ravens Devonta Freeman he was 32nd um, for fantasy Latavius Murray was their second I think we're down here 42nd ranked overall so those are your two you know we talked about this you know prior to the show all of these um, you know late guys that were just coming out of retirement to add on to this roster because they were so decimated um, so this year you got J.K. Dobbins um, again, heard a lot of great things about J.K. Dobbins. It, it's on and on. You guys know me, though, as a fantasy analyst. 
I like consistency is key for me. J.K. Dobbins, for me, has done not much of anything to prove he's consistent. So I got him right now, ranked 28. Um, And Gus Edwards, um, right now, I don't even really have ranked, although I need to adjust my rankings and put him in there a little bit higher. Justin, what say you on the running backs? Yeah, so I, I think that uh, I think you're correct on the Dobbins end where he hasn't really proven much, but at the same time, when he was on the field, he was starting to get himself going his rookie year. Um, what I do have to say is Gus Edwards is the consistent, the Gus bus man. Um, this is a guy who's going to take away touches from J.K. Dobbins, so that's why I'm kind of putting J.K. Dobbins in that top. He's number twenty right now, but that's because Gus is going to be taken away from him. They're both going to be doing well. I mean, I think Gus at this point has had before his injury, he had, you know, three years in a row with 500 yards. And I think like it was around six touchdowns. So he's always been consistently that good backup, that good guy, whether it was Mark Ingram or J.K. Dobbins. One guy that I'm actually very interested in, he's not ranked on my uh, sheet right now, but that's because we're not really talking about too much into the dynasty aspect, but Tyler Beatty. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who's got like that Devontae Freeman type of feel to him where he can catch passes out of the backfield. You know, everybody's been talking about what the weapons are going to be. He could easily be a weapon out there. I mean, he was really good in college, and he kind of slipped to the Ravens, and I think it was like the sixth or seventh round. So I look at that and I go, okay, there's somebody who could low-key steal a couple touches and it's a couple tutties from both Edwards and Dobbins. That's kind of why I am back on Dobbins is because I feel like there's so many mouths to feed in that backfield that he's not going to get enough tutties to make himself a top 15 running back. Lady G comes here one night, and now all of a sudden Justin's saying tutties. Nick, what say you, sir? There's a better way of saying it, though. I like it. I might have to steal that from you, Miss G. Nick, what say you on the uh, Ravens' backfield? The word of the night is tutties. Tutties. Um, well, you're not going to like this. Uh I have Jake. Anything you said tonight? Come on, bro. You don't have to preface stuff anymore. Just go in with it. Well, then I'm going to be consistent. Okay. Um, I have J.K. Dobbins at number 35 and Gus Edwards at number 60, and here's why: because they're not on the field enough. That's the problem. You say that they're that they're a run first team. They run first through Lamar Jackson, so he's going to be their leading rusher again, most likely this season because they cannot confine they can't find a consistent running back to stay on the field. So uh on like Cooper said, until he proves that he can actually be on the field for uh fourteen games at least, uh that's why I have him ranked down at number thirty five. I can't I'm gonna, trust lady, I'm gonna give Lady G a minute to cool off. Jake, let's go to you next on this one. What say you on the running backs for Baltimore? Yeah, I mean I I thought the the thing that the doctor was saying was very interesting. Um, the, the study about how running backs coming off of an ACL mm-hmm. lose four points on average, you know, per game. That's that's definitely something to to look into, and you know, perhaps use in my strategy when drafting these running backs. Uh, but you know, through my own study, I have J.K. Dobbins as a really solid back this year. I think he's going to increase his workload. He hasn't had a ton. Um, 
2020 was his rookie season and they didn't really start using him until about halfway through the year. I think he should be around, let's see, I have it right here. Yeah, he should be around 200 rushing attempts. I have him at about five and a half yards per attempt. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready for 1,100 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns. And then I think he's going to get involved in the receiving game, which is something you love to see. Uh, I have 30 receptions at a 10-yard per clip, 300 receiving yards, and three receiving touchdowns, putting him at a total of 248 points in a PPR league, which is good for, you know, a top 15 back. And, And I really think that's where he could be. It could be as high as number of 11 could be as low as, you know, 15, 17 depends on, on uh, what you're looking at there. But take, I, I'm pretty high on that. I would say I'll take that production on my fantasy team all day long. I like that. <clears throat> Lady G, let's say you um, on these running backs. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I agree with what Jacob said. I think that you guys are um, forgetting what Jacob did, um, what JK did, um, uh, his first season, again, like Jacob said, did not even uh, start the entire season. Um, and even in the games that he played, the dude racked up 800 yards, um, nine touchdowns, I believe. And he was like 6.2 yards a carry. Come on. And he was a rookie. And he was sharing um, He was sharing touches with not only Gus Edwards, but Mark Ingram. We still have Mark Ingram. So I'm telling you guys, last season was going to be killer. You don't understand how devastating it was that that dude got injured. He was probably going to be a top 10 running back last season. I lie not. His injury, him getting hurt, all of our players, all of them. But we're talking about JK. That was really wild. So, yes, he's coming off the injury. It's hard to predict it. Um, we never know for sure because our team is always very vague when it comes to giving out information about recovery injuries and stuff like that. Like we don't know until they're, they're going to be starting like, but they don't really give us, you know, enough that we can really gauge. But like you said, we got Beatty. Don't forget about Davis. We got Mike Davis. And from what we understand, um, Justice will be out there, but I do believe that J.K. will be because he got injured so early. It was in the preseason. I do believe we're going to see him, and he'll have to chug a chug his way to get back up. But I'm still drafting him uh, in a late round. I'm still going to have him on there, tucked away on IR or whatever it is. Because, and I think it's a mistake if you don't do that. Yeah, certainly uh, set up to possibly be uh, be one of the comeback players of the year with uh, the way this offense is set up. We talked about them running the ball a lot. 
you know, there's not, you know, uh, Justin brought up earlier Gus Edwards consistency, but it is Gus Edwards. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, if you have a hot J.K. Dobbins, you know, much rather see him getting the ball. Jake mentioned earlier getting the catches out of the backfield as well. So, you know, all day long, uh, J.K. Dobbins really could be. I talk a lot of trash on him, but he really could be your fantasy stud, sneak of the week, or whatever you want to call him this year. All right, let's go to the receivers. And, you know, the reason I brought up Marquise Brown earlier, like that sneak of the week, Marquise Brown earlier – Speak of the week. I don't know where that came from. Marquis. We got to market that. That's that's the next thing. <laughs> that's my new thing. Sneak of the, sneak of the week. Um, Marquise Brown, a reason I brought him up earlier and why I felt like he is really going to be such a detriment during the fantasy feud game. The one uh, rounds of question I didn't bring up. Did you know Marquise Brown in his two years with the Ravens is the number five? receiving leader touchdown leader um all time for the ravens in two years that's a lot of production that all of a sudden is gone um i don't care what anyone said and i really did did you know i've not not never been a marquise brown guy but just looking at the data that really like threw me back i was like wow that's that's big time production that he's gonna miss last year marquise brown was the 25th um, fantasy receiver overall. Rashad Bateman, I think in every dynasty league I was in last year, I drafted him. I like Rashad Bateman. I'm looking at this. I was looking at the squad. Like he's a type of player I like. Um, you know, I like to draft in fantasy. And, you know, we talked about, we've been talking about this receiving core. What else is there? So he could be the breakout guy this year also. So you got two guys with big breakout potential in Rashad Bateman. Um, listen, I'll be honest with you. These other guys, I don't know much about, so I don't know really what else to say about him. Justin, look like you did a little research on him. So please, what else do we got on this receiving core? Oh yeah. I mean, I didn't do a ton of research. I, I just remember, um, Rashad Bateman last year really opened my eyes. And I've said this on multiple podcasts. He really opened my eyes when he started burning guys like Marlon Humphrey. When you start doing that type of stuff in practice, I mean, I'm sorry. Like that just, Wow. You, you start to kind of get on that radar where, you know, you're an elite type of looking receiver. And I think that he's got the route running to him. He's a definite alpha in that offense right now. And, you know, like you said, Coop, like there was a lot of protection that Marquise Brown had. And now it's going to roll over to this receiving core. And, and Bateman last year, he was looking all right at the end of the season. He never really looked like the world beater that we all thought he was going to be, but that could easily come this year without the injuries, full training camp. Last year he came in, I think it was by OTAs, he was actually out. He had, I believe, a hamstring injury. Either that or was an abdominal. Growing. It was, yeah, it was okay. a, a muscle core surgery that he ended up having. Yeah. Okay, it so growing. it was abdominal region uh, injury. Okay, so – that's that's a huge thing. I mean, he ended up missing a couple weeks in the season because of that. So when it all comes down to it, I look at it as Marquise Brown last year had over 100 targets. He was utilized well in this offense. They finally did the, you know, I've been pitching this for a while. Get your fastest guy in the slot and just let him run across the field. Let him get the ball in his hands and let him take up yardage after the catch. They finally did that, and, you know, it worked. So I don't know if they're going to do that with Marquise Brown. He kind of takes on more of the possession, deep ball, alpha role. Not really the move-it-around type of guy, but that's where kind of guys like maybe a Devin DuVernay fits that. Um, James Prochet, don't really know too much about him. Uh, Tylen Wallace, another guy I want to run- mention. I really loved his date coming out of college. I thought he was one of the Chris's route runners, and I think he could fit in that slot role. 
They seem to be putting him in the fourth receiver right now, but who knows after training camp, maybe a little bit of gelling with Lamar, he could end up being in that top three. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for that. Um, I'm sure that Miss G and Jake got a couple others for us. <clears throat> all right, Nick. Nick, what say you first on the receiving core for the Ravens? Not much. Um, the I have the highest ranked receiver is going to be uh, where did where did go? Uh, Rashad Bateman, and I think I have him ranked at number forty five. Uh, he had he only had sixty eight targets last season. He had 515 yards and one touchdown. He only had one uh, 100-yard game against Cleveland. Uh, is he going to be the Batman this year? Uh, is is he going to step up and be that number one receiver? Because you know it's going to be Mark Andrews. So when they double Mark Andrews, can Rashad Bateman get open? Uh, the other guys I, I never heard of. Uh, so, again, I don't have those guys ranked. It's going to be a difficult passing season this year for Lamar because it's going to go through Mark. And if Rashad's open, it gets to him. And if it doesn't, then he's going to pull it down and run. So that's how the offense is going to roll this season. So, I tried. Is that once again, Nick, I you were wrong. Nick, you were wrong once again. I tried it to say not, it last time. It is not going to be a difficult passing season for Lamar uh, coming up this season. So, again, as I mentioned earlier, um, we run a two, three tight end set. So, it's going to go through our tight ends. Rashad Bateman, of those, uh, uh, Marquise Brown, I believe, had like 153 targets actually last season. So, obviously, I believe a good lion's share of those will go to Rashad Bateman. I would say at least 100, 120. Jacob, you can correct me and say whatever you think is going to be at least. But I do expect some to be shared not only with Mark Andrews, but the other two tight ends that we have and some of our running backs catching some out the backfield. So I don't expect Rashad Bateman to get all 153, but at least I would say 100 and 110. And so the thing about Rashad last season, we know he was coming back from that groin injury. He was on a limited snap count. He couldn't just jump out there and, you know, just stay on the field. And then also some of that was a a function of our actual offense, the play calling. Sometimes they just were not targeting him. I don't know why. If you go back and look at the film, the dude was getting open. He was getting open. And against top um, DBs, he was actually getting open. The ball just wasn't being thrown to him. So, and he had lost weight. He had lost, I believe, like 10 or 15 pounds or something with everything that happened with the surgery. So you are going to be sorry, Nick, and everybody out there listening, if you don't draft Rashad Bateman this season, you are going to be sorry. He is a better overall well-rounded receiver than what Marquise was. Definitely, are we going to miss that production? Yes and no. Um, we, Of course, Marquise was really, really, really fast. But um, Rashad Bateman is a better overall, you know, well-rounded wide receiver. He has very good hands. He's a good possession. He has good route running. We can hit him on the outside. Um, and, and, and the dude, he's him. But, of course, you guys haven't seen it yet. We're talking about fantasy people trying to win. So, so not everybody is going to pick someone based on the hope, per se, although you do that for your rookies every single year, right? You do that for rookies. So I'm saying just go ahead. You need to get Rashad because he is our number one wide receiver and is going to be reflected in that. And I fully expect him to finish uh, top 15. And I know that's sad. that might sound really, really crazy, 
but I don't see any reason why he can't finish top 15 if he gets those 100 to 110 targets. That's what I'm saying. I rest my case. I try to <clears throat> I try to save you last round, Nick, and but she Miss Dina just came right out. Here. No, she just doesn't like the truth. That's all. That's all we're saying. <laughs> no, or you're saying that is not right Now he's spoken. All right, Jay, yeah. let's go to you, sir. How, where do you got the receivers? How do you how do you like it? Where we got a break? Uh, so I, I agree with Miss Gina. Um, for me, of course you do. <laughs> you you are basing Rashad Bateman's twenty twenty two off an injury-riddled 2021 100%. where Lamar Jackson hardly played with the guy because Bateman missed the first five uh, games of the season, and Bateman himself had an injury. So he's coming off an injury. He's healthy right now. He's been working out with Lamar. Uh, Hollywood is gone. By the way, if Hollywood was still in Baltimore, I predicted Bateman would still become the number one wide receiver Facts. with the, with the Ravens. Um, that that is what people in the building believe. Uh, that is clearly what the fans believe because that's what I am. Um, but all that being said, this guy is going to produce in a big way. And if you're just looking at his yards per target or yards per reception and saying, I don't know if I can rely on this guy, maybe use a little bit of creativity and look at his college tape and – and kind of think, what can this guy do with a healthy season? What can he do with an offensive line that's giving Lamar Jackson time to throw the ball instead mm-hmm. of a dink and dunk offense led by Tyler Huntley at times where the quarterback literally has to throw the ball um, immediately? Uh, so for me, Rashad Bateman is wide receiver 14 on my rankings. I think he will finish as a top 20 wide receiver if he's healthy for the season. 93 receptions at basically 13 yards a clip, that's 1,200 yards, uh, six touchdowns, which in my opinion is a low bar for him. Last year he should have had two. One of them is clear as day that, right. that the refs missed. Um, so that's – you're talking about, you know, 249 fantasy points in a PPR format, which is good this past year for like wide receiver number 11. I, I really think he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver, top 20 pretty comfortably. Um, so anything in the 40s is is blasphemous. And if and if you believe that and if you're in a league like that, Nick, uh, just listen to my advice if you would like and maybe take him later. Take him at 25. Take him at 30 because you're going to be rewarded by that. I mean, it, if you're still able to get him at 40, good gosh, you're talking about a crazy steal because – there's Mark Andrews, who was wide receiver six last year as a tight end. And then you have Rashad Bateman taking the place of Hollywood Brown as a very good wide receiver, somebody that can finish, like I said, at 14 overall. Blasphemous, Nick. Blasphemous indeed. <laughs> We're Listen, I don't know what's going on with the TSS crew tonight. So well, we well just to go back. We're okay. all just, over the place. It's all right. We're just to go back. On, Nick. We're going to keep moving on. Okay. Mark Andrews. We're moving to tight end. Mark oh, this will be Andrews. fun. Yep, still yapping. Number one tight end last year. Not really much else to say. He's either one or two this year. We have, you know, the the only reason why I question maybe he goes to two this year is because with Tyree Kill gone right. in Kansas City, possibly that upticks Travis Kelsey more. But again, game flow dictates everything. We'll see if Rashad Bateman steps up. Maybe that takes away from Andrews. So a lot of questions in there, but one or two can't go wrong with Mark Andrews um, as your fancy tight end. Justin, what say you, sir? 
Uh, yeah, I got him too, but that's because I'm a homer for George Kittle. Um, uh, as far as my my issues with Andrews is is that he had a lot more production with Huntley than he did with Lamar. Um, in the six games with Huntley, he had a total of 136 fantasy points. In the ten games he had with Lamar, he had 160. So it's and but I paced it out on. Um, a per game average for fantasy points. And he still would have finished number two if he had a full season of Lamar. So he was not bad. It was just, he was spiked up so high because Huntley was just nonstop targeting him for the six games that he had him. So I just want to see where they're at with that. Uh, 154 targets. I mean, you add 20 more to that and it just gets outrageous numbers like you said at that point he's really just competing with a couple people with Kittle and Kelsey so I mean I think number two is fine I think he has a viable chance to be number one again Um, just kind of figuring out where this offense is going to be targeting most of the time I mean like Miss G said Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina is one of the smoothest running um, tight ends out there I think Kohler is more of a blocking tight end for them, which is perfectly fine. I mean, you get Isaiah Likely out there and two tight end sets in the red zone, and he could actually be a steal for a couple touchdowns as well. So it's a it's a good room out there. And um, if you're in drafts right now and fourth round's coming around, Isaiah Likely's looking you in the face. Maybe take him. Yeah, and, you know, maybe handcuff Mark Andrews if you're a Mark Andrews owner, possibly, too. You never know, depending on how deep your league is. Nick, what say you on Mark Andrews? Uh, I have him at number two, right behind Kelsey, and really, you're you're just splitting hairs. I mean, you you can't go wrong with either one of one of them. Uh, I would say the only reason why uh, Edward uh, Andrews rather was getting more targets from from Huntley is because the tight end is the is the rookie qu- quarterback or or the inexperienced quarterback's best best friend. Yep. So again, uh, you're really splitting hairs. If if you if you don't get Kelsey, and you're upset because you got Mark Andrews. There's really something wrong with you. But uh, you know, he is he is the number one re- receiver on the team. Uh, so um, be happy with him, man. I mean, he's he's all world all day. Jay, we'll go to you. I know you probably don't have much argument from where we have it, but let's say you on the tight end situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys are are spot on. There's really no argument against Andrews. Let's so, that. Yeah. So I mean. I, I think it's fine. Anywhere between one and three, one and four is his realistic outcome with a healthy season and possibly some, you know, really good output from other tight ends. But uh, I'm probably taking him with one of the first two tight ends off the board just because he's that good. And Hollywood Brown is gone. Lamar Jackson's favorite target is Mark Andrews uh, now. And, and there's not really a question. So I think he's still going to produce. He he knows how to beat double teams, safeties, linebackers, you name it. So you guys are you guys are right there. Lady G, what say you on the tight ends? Or do we got our spot on? I'm just yeah, spot on. Welcome back, Nick. Nice to meet you again. <laughs> and um, I have I have nothing new to add. I have nothing new to add. You you guys covered it all. I was gonna say I was gonna have him ranked at twenty fifth just to see what you say. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. That would have been classic, actually. I, I will say one one thing I really like about Nick is the shirt he's wearing because I am a huge Office fan. So something we have in common there. 
Nice. All right. Well, at least there's something. There's <laughs> something TSS did right tonight. All right, guys. We're going to close it out. Jig, we'll start with you, actually. get. Let's close things out. Let everyone know where they can subscribe, follow, and, oh, you know. Come on. He's all a Gators the- fan, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let everyone know they can subscribe and do all, um, follow all your great stuff, sir. Yeah, so I am on Twitter. That's where you can interact with me the most. Uh, my, my handle is down here, at RealJakeVogel. Um, and I, I do most of my interaction on there. I, I come on to other people's pods more frequently. Last year, I, I did first and goal pod where we look at all of the NFL games. We look at college games and we give our predictions, um, of the betting odds for over under, uh, point spread, stuff like that. So I, I have a lot of fun talking NFL, talking college ball, uh, but definitely interact with me on Twitter. It's a lot of fun. Love it. And you, you also like talking trash to the TSS crew, that's for sure. Lady G. Well, just where, just where me in particular. You, where do you get subscribed? <laughs> where can everyone subscribe and follow and all that great stuff for you? Wonderful. Thank you. So first of all, I am a part of the Undroppables uh, creator, fantasy football content creators. That's at the Undroppables. Uh, you can definitely find them on Twitter and also at the undroppables.com and also on YouTube. Uh, definitely fantastic fantasy football content. We cover everything from, you know, your injuries to your props and just everything, every single thing. Uh, we have a Patreon, and I specifically am more NFL-focused. Um, I'm all about the NFL, the NFL teams, the players, the games, and other NFL-related issues. So that's where uh, um, all of my content comes from. I actually am always on Twitter space. That's actually where I met Jacob, uh, was in a Twitter space. I pretty much host spaces several times a week, or I'm in somebody else's space um, talking football, talking to players, but just everything NFL. I cannot wait for the stadium to get here. I also have a YouTube channel, She Talks Football, and I upload my content not only to She Talks Football YouTube and The Undroppables, and make sure if you, to follow me on Twitter at She Talks Football is only one L, so it's not two L's. I think I did that wrong. Yeah, so it's at She Talks Football, one L is my Twitter handle. So you Twitter handle. So you can definitely find me on in Twitter spaces every day and we can interact and have a great time. And I'll be uploading more podcasts now that the season is wrapping back up. You'll see more uh, content coming out uh, for my podcast. Hit subscribe, follow along. Lady G, we'll, we'll definitely be joining you in those Twitter spaces this year for sure. Have some good time with you. We had a good time with you tonight as well. Jacob, thank you to you, sir. Justin and Nick, thank you as well. We appreciate everyone. We're out for tonight. We are tomorrow night heading to Cleveland. Oh, boy, that's going to be interesting tomorrow night, to say the least. All right, guys, we appreciate you, and we are out. Bye. Let's go. We're on a mission. We're on a mission, on a mission, guys.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 